is piping in the green evening. There was so much green. What was inside? In the forest. It was thick. What am I looking for? Every time you bring Enfield Number no. 2 brand cigarettes to your lips, you're treating your senses to the finest tobacco this country has to offer. What makes Enfield Number no. 2's number one? Why, Spishak uses state-of-the-art machinery that reproduces the famous hand-rolled cigarette techniques of the one and only Wild Bill. Enfield Number no. 2 cigarettes. Cigarettes so fine, they explode with flavor. Jesus. Quite a scene. Is that your vomit? Uh, Yes. Christ. Well... First crime scene? No. Puke at all your crime scenes or did my shoe just win the lottery? It's not every day you see this. Killer sure did a number. The man's name is Mr. Harold Orville. Let's take a look. There are some extra puncture marks to the ribs and up here around the shoulder blades. See? Would you look at that? Likely a household knife of some kind. Have you retrieved the murder weapon? Well, yeah. Yeah, No. These were spontaneous strikes. But this one? This one was decided on. I'm estimating he died just over 24 hours. He must have been incredibly strong. And the wife? Yes. Uh, Mrs. Orville. Um, She hasn't turned up yet. She may be away. Who knows? We have someone looking into any family she may have. I wouldn't get too worried. Why is that? Take a look for yourself. Yeah, yeah. What am I looking for? His lips. Is that lipstick? A kiss as he lay dying. Search the bedroom vanity for the matching shade. We may have to start looking for Mrs. Orville for an entirely different set of reasons. Love, Honor, and Decay is brought to you by Spishak Brands. No finer name to trust. Spishak Brands, there from the beginning, seeing you through the years of love, honor, and until until decay. decay. Sweetheart? Sweetie? Donald, you've caught me in a bit of a distraction. I I wasn't expecting you home so soon. Dear? What is it? Neville. He was here looking for your brother's book. James's book? He... he scares me, Donald. He scares me in places that a husband and wife should never discuss. Scoundrel. He better not have laid one finger on you. No, I'm all right. Once he left, I sat on the arm of the Davenport for a long while. It calmed my nerves. That Neville is a dastardly fellow. You do know he tried to lay with my brother's wife? Did she happen to say how it was? Of course not. Donald, what are we to do? 
What level of retribution will he level against our bodies? Can you please speak to James? No. I cannot. Not now. Or ever again. You see, my love. Something terrible has happened. Come on with it, Donald. You've got my nerves on edge. These pregnant pauses are insufferable. It's James. He's done something. Horrific. He... Got rid of the book? No. He... Please sit down for this. He... He... Murdered Mitzi and Gabriella. What did they do? Likely something terrible, but that's not the worst of it. You're killing me with suspense. I walked in. Just as he plunged an axe into his own head. What was inside? Brains. So, will you be able to get the book? What? For Neville. The book. His brains. So much. Oh, you poor thing. Hold me. Oh, dearest. If I can just get this fellow to connect to this little fellow... What does this do exactly? Lillian, observe. With the parts I borrowed from the radio... Right. My radio. Go on. Borrowed from the radio and with a little adaptation should be the missing ingredient to... A telephone watch. A Dick Tracy watch. A telephone watch. Fine. Does it work? I don't know. Call a telephone here. Uh, that might not work. Archie, you are a fool. Put the phone back together. And my radio. I have to do my rounds through the neighborhood. What does it matter? Every station on the radio is static. It's been that way for days. Put it back. I'm leaving. Love you. Okay, okay, okay. Before you go, Mr. Yee came by and picked up the Electrolux, which I have to say was really easy to fix, considering there was this ball of string it wrapped itself all the way. Archie, the point. Yes, uh, Mr. Yee has some strange foot problem he's dealing with. Can you check on him? Sure. Who doesn't love curing 60-year-old men of their strange foot problems? Adding Mr. Yee to the list. Take this, too. This is what? It's a modified cattle prod. It doesn't have a lot of voltage to it, but it should take care of any problems. Thanks. I'll be back later. Good luck. Okay. Let me see it. Barton? Could you have taken any longer? Did you want her to suspect I was rushing her out the door? Take me through this. The ledger is property of the Maselli crime family. Within the ledger contains details of all their finances, legitimate and otherwise. Great. So why the secrecy? Why keep this from Lillian? First and most obvious, she would not let us do this. Right, because we're going to get ourselves killed. killed. Yep. Secondly, um, well, we might actually get ourselves killed. Everyone will be looking for this ledger. Cops' names are in this book. If we take out a large chunk of the dirty cops in the city, we could devastate the Maselli organization. Maybe put our father's death to rest. Look, maybe in this case Lillian would be right. What are we really accomplishing with this? I can't just sit back with this kind of corruption going on. I just can't. 
I suppose you're right, no matter what. Sure, I'm right. I am fond of you, you know. And a girl? I often wish you weren't such a stinker. Sneaking through keyholes, chasing after fire engines, waking people up in the middle of the night to ask them if Hitler's going to start another war, stealing pictures off old ladies. Why are you doing that? I'm sorry. Was my mouth open? Would you like some of my pancakes? Your pancakes? Here. Let me cut them for you. Take them. I have a cheeseburger. Yeah, but this might be easier on your stomach. Must you shout? Fine. My head is pounding. Oh. Shoulder is on fire. I know. Basically, everything hurts. Try not falling out of second floor windows. Where is this woman? We've been here for eternity. I told her you were not a morning person, but she insisted. I want mornings. I have very much to... Oh, there she is. Hello, Miss... Whitney. Whit? I can't eat this cheeseburger. There's something wrong with my jaw. This is paragoric. Put a little in your coffee. And here, take some of my pancakes. Is everything all right? Gosh! Please. Mrs. Ells, sit. Thank you. Plenty of room. It's kind of you. Is now a bad time? No. Yes. A little both. Maybe another time. No, not necessary. He just had a little incident on the job last night. And plus, he's just not a morning person. Oh, dear. He fell out of a two-story window. Really? And onto a parked car. Are you okay? He's fine. Carmen, as a client, do you always plan to be this difficult? Or is this morning an exception for you? I... Will you be requesting our meetings to be strictly morning meetings? Or will you be cooperating and picking a more reasonable time for meeting? I beg your... Afternoons and evenings are usually best. I apologize for the early meeting, but you were unavailable last night. Uh, you have a point, Carmen. Dang it, you have a point. <laughs> it is I who should be apologising to you for my unseemly behaviour. You have my sincerest regret, etc., etc., etc. This is big. I'm so proud of him. Troubles, I'm so proud of you. Which I'm proud of you too. And might I add, this paragoric is a miracle in a bottle. <laughs> I feel amazing. Apology accepted. Thank you. Might I add I admire your commitment to our appointment, Mr. Mix, all things considered? In that case, shall we begin discussing what brings you to us, Mrs. Ells? horrible thing has occurred? Cheating spouse? Oh, I don't think so. Kidnapping, perhaps. Could he be kidnapped? Who? My husband. Is your husband a child? No. Then impossible. But through our little exchange, I've been able to ferret out that your husband has taken a powder. A what? Disappeared. It means vanished. And for some reason, he uses it all the time. When did he go missing? Technically, two weeks ago. Could you elaborate on technically? My husband is a writer. He started in funny books and pulp. Fascinating. Recently, he began working on a new radio serial. Love, honor, and decay. You know... Do I? It's my favorite serial! It's my new favorite serial. I mean, I listen faithfully to Compassion and Consequence first, but then just... Wow. How long has your husband's show been on the air? Three months, I believe. Why so long? 
I don't know. That's when it started. He means, why did you wait two weeks? Oh, he went away two weeks ago to write up at my father's cabin, upstate. What makes you think he's missing? Is it possible he's deep into his craft, his writing? My husband and I are very close. He usually calls when he's in a nearby town or sends a letter and by post. the cops? Yes, they informed me that an officer checked in on the cabin and no one was there. When questioning the locals, they suggested he had already made his way back to Los Angeles. Got it. Sure. The Flatfoots washed their hands of it. Is that right? We see that a lot. We? Oh, dear, are, are you a detective too? <laughs> hey! Rude! No, I'm not a detective. She's good enough, but no, she's not a detective. I'm sorry if I'm intruding. Then you must be... She's my bodyguard. Her? Don't say it like that. By looking at her, you would never guess it, I know. But inside that small, wispy frame is a strength unlike any you've ever seen before. I'm not sure of her limitations. If indeed she has any, I've never seen any proof of them. Troubles, that may be the sweetest thing I've ever heard you say. Yes, and I feel wonderful. So, it's a professional relationship? Uh, no, more than that. We are two souls bonded for eternity. I met Wit many years ago, only a few blocks away from the very seats we're sitting in at this moment. She was seven years old and looked like a waterlogged ragamuffin. She was working for some spindly homeless man who employed a gang of children as thieves and pickpockets. That young lady you see right there before you had successfully picked my pocket. She would have made off with it too if not for an ill-timed sneeze violently knocking my hand into hers. My wallet fell from her hand and onto the ground. She panicked and took off running. There was no chance of me catching her, she was gone. A month later, as I was tailing a cheating spouse on foot around Alvarado Street, I was new to the game and unwisely got a bit too close to my mark. Of course, he made me. One thing leads to another and the louse is taking swings at me. As one would expect, I get the upper hand in the fight just in time for him to change the rules. He produces a knife and lunges for me. Before he can land a strike, a little feral hand flashes out of nowhere and blocks him. It's the little thief girl. It's wit. She saved my life, which, as you well know, means she's now responsible for it from here to eternity. And what happened with the scoundrel? Oh, she knocked the tar right out of him. I've never seen something so tiny Glass and brutal. Jaw. Just a mess. It really was. What a touching story. Well, Carmen, we'll take your case. Congratulations, Mrs. Ells. We're going to find your husband.
What is the frequency? Are you receiving this message? Are you receiving this What's the Frequency was written and created by James Oliva. Production and sound design by Alexander Danner. What's the Frequency theme music composed by Kurt C. Nelson. Let us know what you think about the show by subscribing to us via iTunes and all other podcatchers out there. And feel free to leave us a review. If you really enjoy the show, please consider contributing to our Patreon campaign at www.patreon.com forward slash WT Frequency. We have a ton of additional content planned and available for our supporters. Anything you can contribute is appreciated, and it ensures that we can keep improving the show and getting it to that next level. This episode contained audio from the 1940 film His Girl Friday and an excerpt from Invisible Sun by Seclorence. Additional music and sounds used from public domain and creative common sources. So, you came back for more and tuned into episode two. I choose to assume that you liked the first episode. In fact, I choose to assume that you loved it. And I'm glad, truly, couldn't be more happy with your happiness. My happiness from your happiness becomes everyone's happiness. And the more happiness that I feel, the more productive I am and the better the shows are. So it all works out. We'd like to give special thanks to Paul Perry for his generosity. John Grills of Creepy Podcast. Paul Sadig of Fate Crafters Productions, and my wife Darla for just being amazing every day. As always, I'm James Oliva. Till next time. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.